Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And right here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel, you may be watching the stream live. I just saw Alex get up. Also, check check out FiveReasonSports.com. Spell that one out. You got the latest content without a paywall. We don't charge you like the newspapers do. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Mobile, C-Arm, and Staffing Services. That's Mobile, C-Arm, and Staffing Services. You can find them at C-Arm and Staffing Services. uh, Excuse me, C-Arm and Staffing.com. There's the phone number, 5. 561-891-9620. That's 561-891-9620. What do they do? They rent C-arm equipment on a short and long-term basis to hospitals, surgery centers, chiropractic offices, and pain management offices. And um, they can take care of it for you directly through their website. So go sign up there. Again, c-armandstaffing.com. If you work for a hospital, you work for a doctor's office, Nelson and his people are going to take care of you. And you get a chance to meet Nelson at the next watch party as well. So check it out. Mobile C-arm and staffing services, 561 561- 891-9620. And now, tonight's episode. Down the best gang. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick. And at Five Reasons Sports, we got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Coming to you after an off day for the Miami Heat, but not really. I was at Miami Heat Family Festival. We had Steve Stowe on to talk about that a few days ago. First one they've done since 2019 because of COVID uh, restrictions. And uh, first one I've been to since 2018. Um, It's always interesting to go to these because, you know, you see the same people you've seen for 25, 30 years who work in the organization. 
but also it's an opportunity typically for Pat Riley to speak not only about the festival, but also about his basketball team. He didn't do that today. Uh, we were told prior to the availability, they gave the presentation. They were at that point to raise almost $500,000 for the family foundation, which is terrific because that goes to charities all over South Florida. But uh, we were told, okay, we've got, we've got to do media, but no basketball questions. And so uh, it was all questions about either the event, which obviously is great, and Udonis Haslam, who obviously is great. Uh, but we have not had an opportunity to ask Pat Riley about basketball since the season started. Uh, and here's here's what I would say if we got a chance to, and this is the floor plan for today's episode. I would say, Alex, uh, the question I would ask Pat Riley is, when did this team get away from playing the type of Miami Heat defense that you brought here to South Florida and that Eric Spolster carried forward? Because this team looks lately like it doesn't give a damn. There's no force. There's no consistency. And Bam, who did talk about basketball today, he and, he, he and Haslam spoke to the media. I asked Bam about the defense. I actually put this on, on, on the Twitter account. And I said, what's happening there? And he said, we get fatigued at the end of possessions. And I, I can't imagine in the past that being an issue uh, with the Miami Heat team. So we're going to get into the numbers here, Alex. And you've done a lot of that. But let's do the eye test because, I mean, the eye test was brutal. Like, I, the fans in the stand knew that guys were uncovered. Like, in the second half against the Nets during that 31-6 run, they were screaming behind, uh, behind me, cover him, get out on him. And they weren't doing it. Yeah, that's really tough. And I, I think this is something that we've seen, a pattern that we've seen grow and continue to, you know, just happen over and over again where, and this has been a problem throughout the season, but I think much, much bigger problem um, since the All-Star break. And the numbers do quantify that. I'll get into that later. But I do think they there's a lot more of a let-up. There's a lot more slippage defensively. Like, I think they have a lot of quarters, I think, where – you know, they might have one or two disastrous defensive quarters in every game now since the All-Star break. And it, it feels like that wasn't necessarily the case before. It feels like, you know, they kind of, you know, will have a couple of quarters where they're on top of things, kind of putting in all the multiple efforts they need. And Spo was always talking about that. Uh, and that's kind of what this defense and the way that they defend requires is multiple efforts, several, several efforts. And I think that's kind of what Bam is alluding to there is just being able to hold that up throughout an entire season, you know, possession after possession after possession where you're not just defending one action every time. And yes, the NBA has to deal with this, but specifically the way that they've been defending um, with Kevin Love on the floor since they've acquired him, I think they've specifically had to change their defensive game plan. We've talked about that before where, you know, now they're showing and recovering for Tyler and Kevin Love in the same starting lineup. And that essentially Jimmy, Bam, and Gabe are basically just in rotation all the time, covering up for guys who are getting picked at by the opposing team. And that's what's going to happen every time. Like if there's a switch that the Heat are trying to avoid um, Tyler getting matched up with, they're going to show and recover. And mm -hmm. whereas with Love, it's just any single, every action that he's involved in, no matter what it is or who it is, uh, who has the ball in his hands, if it's a, a star, a non-star, if that person can move and dribble, there is going to be a show and recover. There's going to be a second person to help cover up uh, for Kevin Love on the ball. It's not very selective like it can be sometimes with Tyler. And I just think in general, there are just there is so much effort that goes into the way that they have to defend. And to keep that up over, you know, like I said, possession by possession, 
you have to be absolutely on top of it just to have, you know, a, a still a small margin for error to win games. And I think that type of stuff, it's like it, it's very hit or miss because when it looks good, it looks very good. And I think that's kind of what you've seen with this heat season um, pre all-star break. Um, they were a lot better, I think, at forcing turnovers and just in general being a better half court defense than they have shown since the all-star break. And I don't know when, when, when it looks good, it looks great. When it looks bad, it looks absolutely terrible. Well, when you talk about the coverages, so I, I want to get into love a little bit more because that just does seem to be the trigger point here for where this defensive collapse happened. But beyond that, we Tyler Hero said something in the locker room yesterday that got a little attention when I tweeted it, but not as much as I expected. And which is probably fine because I didn't want to, I certainly didn't want to take Tyler out of context uh, and make more of it maybe than he meant. But he said about the Nets, he said, basically they were using our coverages against us. He said that they, they went right out and they were using our coverages against us. And it was pointed out by Spolster that basically the Nets were moving the ball side to side in the first half and they were getting great looks. They just weren't making them. And then they started making those looks in the second half. What do you think Tyler means by that? Oh, I think it, it, it hit my ear, and I don't know if it hit anybody else's. I think what he's saying is really accurate. Like I, I think teams know, you know, they have the Heat have been showing and recovering since they acquired Kevin Love, and that is what they are going to do. Like I was talking about in in the starting lineup, and so if you know that there's going to be two people at the ball every time Love is involved in an action because they're not willing to give up any sort of switch whatsoever that's involved with him then you know how to – there's easy ways to manipulate that. You just keep the ball moving, and certain spots are going to be open every time. And it's just so much effort for the Heat, to, you know, on that recovery, whether it's the guy um, coming up to the low man – to become the low man for Kevin Love, um, having to get there, and then having to run back to the corner once Love is done recovering. Like, there's just – there's a lot of layers and different things going on. And I think teams know how to pick apart the show and recover because at, at this point, you know that that is exactly what they're, they're going to do. There's no – mix up like it's not like they're mixing up the zone along with it you know sometimes switching sometimes dropping none of that is happening he said there's no switch there is no drop with kevin love every single thing is shown recover they're not zoning so, anymore so like they did so there's, pre, essentially, pre- there's essentially predictability which is the thing and, and, and one okay. of the strengths that air spolster brings as a coach is that defensively there was not as much predictability in the past that he he would mix up these defenses he would throw his own at you when he hadn't done it in three weeks but now you're right it's the same damn thing all the time so i'll ask this as we follow forward and then after the break we'll get into some other players specifically but because love seems to be again the flashpoint here would you replace him in the starting lineup because the defense has not been good the has what he's given you on offense and as a rebounder outweighed how much he's hurting you defensively because when i had sam amico on here on the podcast Sam talked about the trade-off that, that the Heat would have to make with Kevin and that they understood that in Cleveland, and that's why he got passed not by an elite player but by Dean Wade in the rotation, right? But the Heat have him starting. So do you change that? I think it's a really, really tough question. I think probably you do, and I would honestly probably bet money that, you know, if, if I could, that Kevin Love is going to be benched uh, to start the playoffs. Maybe not game one. Because mm-hmm. I do think you could you can get away with the way that they're using him right now. The problem is they're just not getting the results they wanted. Um, I think, like, you've seen th- – there's some good stuff, right? And I have a bunch of numbers to go into it. But, like, for example, with Love, 
Um, they went from a bottom five half court offensive rating pre All Star break, shooting thirty three percent from three, um, to with Kevin Love, you know, middle of the pack as opposed to bottom five in half court offense, uh, middle of the pack overall offensive rating instead of bottom ten. 37% from three. So even with Kevin Love not shooting a high percentage himself, which it, it, he's shooting just under 30% from three since he got here, um, there's still some good stuff there with the offense overall. Like I think he's definitely he definitely helps um, with the spacing, of course. But really the, the, the problem is the starters haven't been that great together. Like whether you look at Love and Bam, Love, Bam, and Jimmy, or just the starting lineup in itself, they're all negative between negative two and negative four. Um, net rating, depending on which one, which variations you're looking at. The only really, really positive thing that's kind of, I think, been overwhelmingly positive is the Jimmy minutes with Love with no BAM. So essentially, mm-hmm. Love is a stretch five. You have Jimmy on the four, and most likely you have other defensive-minded personnel. And I think that's something that we thought we were going to see more when they first acquired him. It's only, you know, it's we've only seen it for 69 minutes so far. We've really only started to see, we only started seeing it after Zeller went out. But, um, you know, with those minutes, they're a plus 11.42 net rating. And it's a ridiculous, you know, 141 offensive rating. The defense is not there either. It's 129, which is terrible. But what I'm saying is, you know, you're getting that offensive explosion mm-hmm. and they're actually winning those minutes by a lot. Whereas with, you know, the, the majority of his other minutes that are not those, right, where he is essentially the mm-hmm. four next to Bam, even though he, he's really a five on defense, like they're not getting the offensive um, output that I think they wanted to get. Now, the defense is definitely better in those lineups because he's playing next to both Bam and Jimmy. Right. But, like, right. you wanted more of an offensive output. And and just in general, I think they're having trouble finding the balance. And I think it's kind of, you know, proven out that he's not really a starter. He's only he, – it's it's similar to the way that we talked about Myers and, and sometimes Kelly. I think it's like yeah. you can play him for a few minutes, but the fact that you have a, a slower guy like that, and if you're just constantly having to make up for them, like, there is so much pressure for them to really give you um, that offensive output. And when they're not, you know, things can really go the other way. I think when you look at it, uh, he's a starter in name only. It is kind of what you talked about with Myers. I was surprised yesterday that he actually got the second stint in the first half because he hasn't necessarily been getting that lately. And I, to- I I mentioned, I don't know if he got any last night, and they, were, they would have been meaningless if he did. Uh, he came into last night's game with only four fourth-quarter minutes the whole season since he's joined the heat. So one of the things that was talked about is, oh, he'll add his sort of late, not late game smarts to their, their core closing group, potentially. I mean, we didn't really think that was going to happen, but I heard some of that. Uh, and obviously that has, he's not playing in the fourth at all. So, I mean, he really is. He's Only when they need like a big rebound at the end of a game. I mean, that would be it, right? I mean, so, so, you know, he's basically, you know, for, you know, two, two stints in the first half, maybe, Sometimes one stint, and then one stint in the second half, and that's it. So there's slippage beyond him. Uh, you talk about it's the numbers, but there's also other things that haven't worked quite as well. So we're going to get into that after the break. I want to mention a couple of other sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Before I do, I also want to mention we're going to have a watch party at Tropical Distillers in Miami for the Pistons game. That's on April 4th. So you're going to see a big promotional blitz for us for that. Uh, it should be fun down there. We had a good time down there last time. Great drinks and two-for-one uh, shots prior to tip-off. And you may have been happy you took those shots if they end up losing to Detroit, which is something that with this team you just never know. All right, so do you want to mention a couple sponsors in the Five Reasons Sports Network? Prize picks, use the code 5FIVE. I did not have a good day. NCAA tournament related today. 
even though Miami got to the final, excuse me, the final four, uh, to join FAU, but you should play anyway. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E, at prizemix.com. At the Google Play Store, you can download it, or also the Apple App Store. If you use that code 5, you get your initial deposit matched up to $100. It's as good a deal as you'll find in the business. You get the money right away to play. It's literally in your account immediately, and you can play it. There's no rollovers, and if you win, you can actually withdraw the money because this is a, this is a legal operation in the state of Florida. It is legal with an L, no I. So it's all yours. Check it out. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E, pricefix.com. And then our betting partner, also legal in the state of Florida. Look at that. We don't make you break the law. They're based in Minneapolis, not Costa Rica. That makes things a whole lot easier. Use the code 5RSN at betteredge.com. That's the number 5RSN. You get $20 to play. We run tournaments there all the time through our guys, Sean Rochester and others. And basically what you do there is you're betting against your, your peers, others that are actually using it. You're not betting against the book. So that's a really big difference, and that's what makes it legal. And it also makes it the way you can find the line that you want. So check out Prize Picks. Use the code 5. Use Better Edge, the code 5RSN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
All right, let's get to this, Alex, uh, as we close here, because it's not just Kevin Love, right? Like, I mean, we're pointing to Kevin Love as the primary culprit here, which, again, is not surprising. I mean, we knew what he was when they got him, uh, especially at this stage of his career. Has anybody else slipped defensively? I mean, in your view, has Bam slipped? Because I, I he's still having incredible moments, but, you know, it, there has been a lot of that conversation about the consistency defensively compared to what he was doing, you know, pre-All-Star break. I think you could say Bam slipped a little bit, especially in that um, that stretch right after All-Star break. There was there was some, you know, there was a lot of slippage there defensively for his standards. But I don't think it's just him. I really do think it's more of a team thing. And it has, <clears throat> excuse me, I think more to do with the habits that they've kind of gotten into. Like I was speaking to, I was speaking about before, just, you know, they have a quarter or two where they, they look lethargic. They're not putting in all the efforts and, like I mentioned on the last podcast, it feels like, you know, the doldrums of a long season are getting to them and they think that they can just kind of get away with, you know, lackluster effort where, you know, that the effort might be there for, for the first action, but maybe not in the second action. Sometimes it's not even there on the first action, you know, teams getting easier buckets than they were before. I, I really do think it's an overall team thing more than it is just a Kevin Love thing. But the Kevin Love thing is kind of the trigger because of the way that I think they've had to adjust midseason to – um, you know, the new defensive scheme. Like I said, they were doing some of that before already with Tyler. They've done it in the past. It's not brand new. But having to do it for two separate guys in the starting lineup, Love is easily the slowest guy on the team laterally. Um, and, like, well, you know, I asked Spolstra about this exact thing um, last week. And because I, I really do th- – I wanted to get his thoughts on just the way that it's looked so far. And it felt like he got a little bit defensive, I think, because of the way that it's looked. Yeah. I, I, I don't know – um, if that's fair, but he, he was just kind of, of course, he's not going to trash love to the media or anything right. like that. I wasn't right. trying to get him to do that, but uh, I do think like it's, it's a scheme where there's just so little margin for error. Cause you're trying to get through things really quick. And like these little milliseconds make all the difference. Like just love being a half step slow. It, it, it's that's it. Like the team is going to get an open shot. And I just think, you know, it's it, that, bleeds into everything else because when you have one or two breakdowns you know their offense already is not great even though it's been better with him on the floor like that I don't think is the blueprint for them to win we know that their blueprint all season has been the defense forcing the turnovers and yeah now the offense has been a little better but it's still not giving you the results they wanted I think they're eight and eight uh, since the all-star break if I remember correctly Um, so yeah I, I think they're gonna probably have to revert back to you know, Caleb in the starting lineup. Maybe I'm wrong there, and it's just more Caleb minutes, less love minutes. That could, that could definitely be the case. But mm-hmm. I think it's a team-wide thing, and I think it, it it's just kind of been like, you know, bad habits forming and things that have happened throughout the season kind of growing and growing and growing. And now it's like, well, you let these things happen for so long, it's, it's hard to just switch back right now when you need it. And you saw what happened last night against the Nets. Uh, I wasn't able to watch live, but I rewatched today, and just, wow, that third quarter – was just awful. The defense was yeah. not great in the first half either. And that's really what the difference was. You know, once the offense completely fell off because it was awesome in the first half, that's it. Everything fell apart. And that right there, therein lies the problem. When their defense is not there, everything else falls apart because I don't believe in their offense. Like they cannot be an offensive first team. And yeah. I think last night, like you saw that third quarter where they gave up like 40 to the Nets and like a 17-0 run. They cannot do that. I think that's that's the source of bad habits. Like who, I mean, they don't even have real primary shot creators there. That's just a lot of team ball swing, mm-hmm. swing. 
And, you know, the Heat got to be better on that end. And what's amazing is the, the thing that benefited the Heat the most, which was the Nets going up and not shooting anywhere near that well in Orlando and losing tonight as we speak, just shows you how lazy the Heat were the night before. It just it, Because it's just like, you're right, that team does not have shot creation. That was all created out of the offense. It was all created out of flow of the offense, flow of the ball. And Miami just stopped moving laterally. Like they, they were just standing there watching. Um, I, I think the key thing that you're saying here is, as we close, and check out our sponsors, betteredge.com, prizefix.com, and also c-armandstaffing.com. The key thing is this. The Heat, pre-All-Star break, were an aggressive t- defensive team, forcing the action. Like, they were in control. They were dictating how other teams played. The signing of Kevin Love and the insertion of Kevin Love for whatever it is now, 15 to 18 minutes, again, not in the fourth quarter, has put them on their heels. They're on their heels, right? When you have to basically guard, you know, cover up at least two, and it's why I kept saying you couldn't put Lowry in the starting lineup because you can't put Lowry in the starting lineup with Love and Hero and expect to have any success defensively. At least Gabe gives you more on the, at the point of attack than Kyle does, um, and that's limiting too. So, you know, look – I think Gabe's played better of late, um, but if you do have a situation, I keep saying this, if they do decide to put Lowry back in the starting lineup, which would not surprise me, then what you're saying, Alex, you have no choice. You have to put Caleb Martin back in the starting lineup. He's going with that lineup, as we talked about the other night, as his closing lineup now anyway. So if he's going to make changes to the starting lineup, that's probably what he would end up going to. And we know Oladipo's just not in the mix right now, so that's not part Can of it. All right, we will have... Can it, some other oh, go, yeah, do a quick here before, before we go. So basically, um, pre-Kevin Love, so through, you know, February, through the All-Star break, they were 12th in half-court defense by points per 100 plays. They were second in opposing turnover percentage, so second most steals or turnovers forced, excuse me. Top five transition defense, top five overall defensive rating. And so ever since then, they're 24th in half-court defense by points per 100 plays eighth in opponent in opponent uh, turnover percentage so they're still very good at forcing the steals but there was there's a slight dip there from mm-hmm. like elite of the elite to very good and you got right. uh 25th in transition defense so from elite to not good at all 25th overall defensive rating and so that kind of sums up everything it's for, it's like okay you're getting some of the offensive stuff you want that you know they're shooting 38 percent from three in march uh eighth in offensive rating in march they're actually um, they 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 there's some bad habits being formed that they're on the offensive side too because the turnovers have been a problem. They went from top ten in turnover percentage to like I think twenty five, I mean twenty uh, fifth in March when it comes to turnover percentage. So I think there's bad habits being formed and you know and there's also you know slippage from trying to uh, completely integrate this new defensive scheme where you're covering up for two guys and it's not all on that. But I do think. You know, you're kind of playing from behind if you're just going to be losing those minutes like that. That Their starting lineup was so good before. And now, like, they've kind of helped out their bench units with some of the, the, the stuff they're doing. But they're losing the starting minutes that they were winning before. So they I, I think they got to find that balance. And I think it's going to end up with Caleb probably starting again at some point. When we talk about starting minutes, it's not just starting the first quarter, it's starting the third. And that's where they got completely destroyed uh last night because they did come out hot they looked good first unit looked good start the game but that stint by the first unit when you have a game where at one point jimmy butler was a minus 29 
And look, he can't get off the hook for that game either because he just he didn't show up. And you know, there's not a whole lot of games where you just say Jimmy doesn't show up at this stage of the season. Obviously, with seven left, he needs. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.